This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your attention, please. It's time for Last Call. This is the last call, last call, last call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's Baseball. That's going to be gone. To back, to back, to back. You believe that? To mic up memories, to industry insights, and after dark illumination of our national pastime. Here's Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Last Call. Jessica Kleinschmidt here, joined by Amelia Schimmel. Hello. And we have. We have we have cheersing to do, yeah, because the A's won in weird walk-off fashion, but they won four to three over the Mariners, a team we cannot beat the calls. Yep, on. a win's a win. Do you know, Jess, when the last time is that we heard celebration after a ball game? Just to preface, that's the song that plays when the A's win, correct? Yeah, yeah. At the Coliseum. Yep, that's our win you song, know what? Celebration by Cool and the Gang. I think the last time I heard it play at the Coliseum was when I heard it on the radio. Okay. Well, I think, you know, then this is not for me. I'm not trying to like disparage the team at all by saying this, but as I was listening to, to the song today and celebrating, I thought to myself, Oh my God, it's been a while since I've heard that. And the last time it was played July 27th, when we beat the Astros, Oh my goodness. because we got swept the yeah. entire last homestand. So we didn't hear it then. Mm-hmm. And it was like two road trips in between. Yeah. So how good it is to hear that song right now yeah and it was just like honestly I couldn't remember the last I mean I do remember it was Jed Lowry I believe the last walk-off win because that was Luis Barrera was the first one mm-hmm. and so this is number three for it is walk-offs. number three yeah. but I also just it was nice to see white uniforms running on the field mm-hmm. and celebrating and everything like that and in the clubhouse the typical thing is there's always smoke in the clubhouse when the team wins and that's a, a site we haven't seen in a while but a weird post-game conference and post-game scrum with everybody. We talked to Kotze about the sixth inning, and I know you saw it. Mm-hmm. Cap thought he was going to go back out. James Caprillion, of course, is our starter. Yeah. And Caprillion is very robotic, and he's very competitive in all of his routines. And so I asked Kotze about that, and he said, well, he was just prepared to go out there, and then I had to pull him back. And he said it was more of he was focused on in the outing, but of course Fox Sports wanted to make sure it got on the teleprompter, <laughs> the, tele- the television, and all of that stuff. So I know Cap was pretty pissed off about that, and even in the post game, he was pretty down on himself uh, when it comes to walks. He says those are uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really he's it doesn't matter what happens, he's always going to be extra hard on himself. But they did ultimately go to the bullpen with Puck, and I will say the bullpen did really well. Puck was great. Puck was great. He was nasty. Uh, Jimenez was great. Um, mm-hmm. Zach Jackson was the only one who had a little bit of a unexpected hiccup. He's mm-hmm. been nails otherwise, but um, you know, he gave up the tying run, but otherwise the bullpen was solid. I enjoyed seeing that and, you know, skating along with a one run lead and 
didn't even feel all that tense at that point. I don't know. It felt like a little bit more comfortable than I, usual. I but. will I will say it was it was a weird feeling and not from like a person. Maybe I think the comfortability, and this is going to sound really messed up, was I was just anticipating another really bad game because I feel like we've had a lot of those and just kind of history sometimes repeats itself. Yeah. Well, I think with Cap, um, he's kind of in that like, okay, let me get past five innings like mode he's pitching better he's clearly pitching better he's coming around and he was like plagued by injuries in the last you know few years and he's finally getting to that point where it's like he's a really solid starter so I you know I think he's like next up for him is going six seven eight eventually it's just you know you don't need to right now so yeah you know give your bullpen some work especially you know when we think of like Polly B who of course is out with an injury but he also extended himself, hyperextended himself from a guy who wasn't used to throwing all these innings and then boom, they have way more responsibilities and yeah. a workload. seems like that's how all the pitchers are this season. They weren't anticipating this much workload coming off a season prior. You mentioned the injuries certainly happened. So it's something that to think about, um, but there are some positives to take away. Uh, Tony Kemp, before we talk about a really cool moment that he had earlier, um, he was solid at the plate, obviously quick, had a really strong um, defensive glove per usual. But there was a really cool interaction with him during steal a base. Yeah. So we do these inning break features where a kid can steal a base and they have 30 seconds to run all the way from the left field corner, run all the way over to third, steal third base and run all the way back. So we've only done it a couple times so far this season. And the first time the kid was so fast, I was like, oh my God, he's going to, he's going to beat 30 seconds by, by a lot. And then he like got tired. Once he picked up the base, he was like, oh my God, I have to go all the way back now. And I want to say he got it with like maybe two seconds left to spare, but um, not entirely sure that seconds clock was exactly accurate. Maybe it was, it was slowed down a touch. Who knows? This one was legit fair and square. This kid, it was really cute. I think he was nine years old. He sprints he grabs third base and he runs back and then who comes but Tony Kemp as he's running out to left field Tony runs like a, a little bit of the stretch with him he he like ran all the way back toward left field so it's like Tony Kemp and this kid racing back toward the left field corner which I think was awesome it's so cool that Tony got involved in that the kid beat the 30 seconds um timer I think like by one second or something yeah the, it was yeah. A, it was cool Photo because finish. even after it was done Kemp was cheering for him and it's he didn't, he could have easily not broken game mode and been in it, but yeah. that's Tony Kemp for you. Um, another weird situation that happened was Jesse Winker, uh, top of the eighth. He was called out on strikes, but in his mind, <laughs> he earned a walk. So he was, and I'm not talking about, we've seen it, a fourth of the way you're going to run down the line. This guy got three quarters mm-hmm. of the way down there and even had like kind of a bat flip motion when he thought he was walking um going down there so that was kind of funny that that happened and he was the only person on the field by the way that like did not realize that it was strike three obviously he didn't it's usually like a batter will think okay well this is this seemed like a ball so let me take a few steps towards first kind of show up the umpire a little bit this wasn't him trying to show up the umpire he legitimately thought he had a walk and he almost got to first base and everyone in the coliseum is just looking at him like when's he gonna figure it out yeah um, and it was strike three. And you look at the, you know, the pitch effects afterwards. I looked on the broadcast and it was a strike. It hit the top of the zone. So props to the umpire for, for noticing that. Yeah, I will give him some props though. He had some really nice things to say about the Coliseum. And he said, first off, this is quote, we get it from Son- Sonia Chen, who's been awesome. She's been covering just about every team that's played the A's this season. Cause some of the uh, beat writers aren't going on the road. This is Winker's quote. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Uh, and he said, quote, first off, the history here is amazing. Reggie Jackson, Ricky Henderson are like two of my all-time favorite players. And when you look up, you see their jersey numbers and their names up on top of the bleachers there. It's just a cool place to play. I'm a big fan of Oakland. I like playing baseball here and I'm a big fan of the city. It is a baseball town. So it's just a fun spot to play. It really is. What? That's so cool. Yeah. You love hearing that from a visiting player. And I wonder if he still thinks that way after he trotted two thirds of the way to I first. Think, I think he does. Yeah, it, no, and, I know. He's very like open and I'm really excited. I'm going to hopefully have him on the pregame show tomorrow. That's cool. Um, and he's always just very, very approachable. I don't know if you remember earlier in the season, he took somebody's GoPro and you wore it during batting practice. Oh, that's cool. He saw a fan in the stands. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. And he, He's like, hey, do you mind wearing my GoPro like during batting practice? And Jesse said, sure, of course. That's so awesome. he's very approachable and he's really sweet. Um, a great dad, just a great teammate and all of that. Heading into the game, I did have a pregame interview with a Eugenio Suarez. That was a day. A day. That was a pregame day. Well, he's been having a day or giving us a day every single time he homers. So yeah. So when I went into the interview, I had to wait for him for an hour and that wasn't necessarily his fault. We didn't really give him a heads up that I, I was going to go. And so around two 30 was when he's doing his defensive drills. And it was funny because during a four o'clock game, it's very optional batting practice. And it's optional to the fact, the point where we suggest you don't do it just mm. because it's whatever. So we did have of course Fox sports on there. That's why the game was earlier. And it wasn't optional batting practice. I made the joke that it looks like the beat writers were even out there taking BP because there were so many dudes out there. And for those of people who don't know, there's like kind of this hidden batting cage in past the center field wall where like Shohei Otani will work out, big names will work out. And now Eugenio Suarez will work out there. And so I was waiting for him forever and nobody knew where he was. Um, Alex from the Mariners was so sweet. He went into the locker room a few times. He did a lap around the dugout everywhere looking for him. And then we finally found him. And then by the time I got him, it was five minutes before I had to literally have my segment. And I was in the dugout. I had to either be in the booth or somewhere quiet oh, where I could man. do my pregame interview. And so I'm texting my editor. I'm saying, we're going to call it, we're going to come close, but I'm giving like three more minutes. Mm -hmm. I look up and I'm talking to a friend of mine who actually used to play for the Reno Aces. And now he's the Mariners first base coach, Christopher Negron, wonderful human being like a God walks out from the center field, like a WWE superstar is <laughs> a Eugenio Suarez. I'm picturing the, the steel of base kid. I'm yes. picturing him sprinting. Pretty in much, pretty much. Um, and He's so nice, but of course I could tell like he was, it was cutting it close. Cause not only was it close to my radio spot, it was close to freaking game time. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, just hurry up. It's gotta be quick. But he gave me an amazing interview. Um, I talked about what was working for him at the plate. Cause obviously he's been hot at the plate and he said, yeah, I'm seeing the ball. Well, which he was actually working on last season up and down season with the reds September rolls around his numbers blow up and he just was watching the ball better. And you know, who's been helping him? Mr. Joey Votto. Oh boy. Any excuse to talk about Joey Votto on the show, we'll I will it. do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I told him to take it easy on the on the A's, and he said, I will not. And he did not. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of drama heading into that. Excited, but I got it. And when you have a guy like Vince Catronia giving you a pat on the bat back for that, take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, some controversial stuff happened today. 
and I being controversial, everybody is either pro or anti these things. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I randomly tweeted out, not randomly, of course, puck through (laughs) the ball back to first because you can do that. It's a free country. (laughs) You can do whatever you want when you're a pitcher. Okay. I'm sensing that you're not a big fan of the, uh, fact that fans boo when a ball is thrown over to first what the heck is wrong with y'all <laughs> for the record all of the records a pitcher is allowed to take a break okay to check the runner to check the runner and even if it's not checking the runner take a break you want to shake off that next pitch whatever and then the the crowd wants to boo you know why the crowd is booing amelia because it's it's slowing down the game are you kidding me <laughs> I don't, is this your first baseball game? I don't know that it's slowing down. It's kind of like an icing. It's like icing the kicker kind of thing. It's a, uh, you know, we get all the noise prompts going. It's like, make some noise. Everybody's going, whoa. And we're right. We're waiting for that next pitch. And then all of a sudden the pitcher throws over to first and it's like, wah. So, so it's, it's not like, really it's like, like a buzzkill. I don't believe it. Just, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not as like, um, anti throw over booing as you are, but I'm kind of like, yeah, it's, it's annoying to me when fans boo because you should be able to throw over like six, seven times if you want to. But we do have a thumbs down graphic that we play. I don't know if you've noticed it on the Jumbotron. Jumbotron is an old word, video board. We play a thumbs down graphic. I'm usually giving the... a thumbs down to the crowd when they're booing because <laughs> I'm not paying attention to that. I do like the thumbs down graphic. I don't love the booing. It's totally allowed. Like your pitcher can do it, right? Like why can't their pitcher? You have to check the runner, especially if there's a speedy guy on first. Okay. If we've got like a catcher and the slowest guy in the league or something on first base for us, and they're throwing over three and four times, then, then what are you doing? What yeah, are you doing? I mean, maybe, I feel, maybe like let out a little boo then. I, I feel like I understand where you're coming from, but also it's not even about checking the runner. Sometimes, sometimes the pitcher just needs a reset, yeah. you know, and they need to, yeah. they want to throw the ball to first because they, maybe they'll throw it away. They can. Yeah, exactly. You can throw it away. away. Boom. New ball game. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of booing in general. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but like, I don't know, like never in just regular life. Would you just walk around like, boo, boo, Jessica, boo. Like I wouldn't just see you on the street and do that. I would, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I 100% would. I was booing during the the proposal yesterday. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's start that because if somebody litters or something like that, I'm boo. Yeah. Or or what I do on Twitter, because a lot of people tweet me boo worthy things. I'll just go with the asterisks. I'll say asterisks. Asterisk. 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 Who invented words, that word? Three syllables sounds like. How dare you invent that word? I know. That's hard. The stars. Star fart noise star. <laughs> because they're just like, <clears throat> like, stop it. <laughs> like, go away. Another thing. It was like I, a vocal emoji. It's like, <clears throat> like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like fart noise. Like, right. I don't know how to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I just so, have to do. So we do agree on that. We do. We We do do. agree. I'm just not as like vehement about it. I'm vehement about like stupid things though. (laughs) I grabbed my purse acting like I was going to leave the game when the proposal happened. I'm extra. (laughs) I'm as extra as this game. And I'm like sobbing. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like, this is stupid. And you're like all lovey-dovey. I'm like, nah, I get, I get worked up over stuff. Yeah. Just different stuff. And you know, something that was really interesting is, and I, we, we did talk about this, um, Shohei Otani was the first player in history to start yes. on second base. Right. 
um, in the extra innings rule. And we had to do that today. So we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And you know, what was interesting was Mark Kotze said he doesn't mind that role that much because yeah. he likes the action. He's a competitive dude. And it, it, it's one of those things where boom, you're, it's literally a new ball game because yeah. if you have to change things up a bit and, and after he explained it and after I've seen it for a while, I do appreciate it because I know you, you said you'd rather have a 23 inning game and I understand that. Yes and no, but, but yeah. But yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, but I think we talked about this before. We might've talked about it, but I feel like it it's like worth bringing up again. I am torn. At, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because on the way home, I was listening to Ace Cast as I do. And um, Townie was talking about how it's the, I think he said, forgive me if I'm misquoting here, the greatest rule ever invented in sports. Like this most polarizing statement. He said, it's the greatest rule ever invented. And then Rightfield Will called in and said, and you know, and said, like, no, I, I want more baseball. He's like, as long as you got a cold beer or whatever, which some of us have stuff to do, William. <laughs> and then Townie was like, okay, but we shut down alcohol sales in like the seventh inning. Yeah. So, which is a great point. But then Will came back and said, okay, everyone's sobering up, but we're gonna drive home safely, that kind of thing. So it was a good little point counterpoint that they had, but I, I'm gonna disagree with Townie on greatest rule ever invented. Yeah, I think that's a little lie. I'm torn with this one. I don't know because I love seeing like a 20 inning game, even as the person who is at work and has to work the entire time, like I'm staying there late too, you guys, if these games go long, but I love watching extra baseball and extra innings are the most exciting innings of the entire game why would we want to shorten them shorten the second inning <laughs> no but yeah. i'm just saying like like i i love 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 those long games and if you lose it's the worst but like love a good you know 18 inning game i remember like a nate fryman walk off back in the day in 18 innings yeah and it was just so exciting but on the other hand i love the strategy involved with starting a runner on second base mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And we employed it today, right? We, you know, we had an intentional walk, um, which I think you should do a lot more, by the way, if you, if you start with a runner on second, you walk the first runner uh, or the first batter of the inning, excuse me. Um, we were effective in, in the last inning, obviously at moving guys over, I think that 10th inning or something like that, it was three straight strikeouts. Yeah. So like we didn't put the ball in play at all, but I'm loving like the fact that we were able to execute. And we did play small ball today. Two sacrifice bunts. Cal can you, Stevenson. Can you remember oh, the God. last time that's I happened? love me a good bunt. I really do. I do too. I, I do really too. love a good. So we agree on that. But I just, I don't even know yet. Honestly, like the runner on second rule, super cool. But would love to see runner on second with like a really, really, really long game. Um, And if we talk about this rule one more time on this podcast, I'm quitting. Fine. That's okay. fair. Pre-game stuff. It was really funny because we we have this notepad that Amelia and I will use throughout the day about mm -hmm. what to talk about. And you made this joke kind of, you forgot what day of the week it was. Oh God. Here's the thing this morning. I forgot what day of the week it was. Yeah. It was the Wednesday of September today. That's I don't exactly. Even, I have no idea. Wednesday I still don't vibe. know. Wednesday, Wednesday vibes for sure. You could punch me in the face and tell me that it's Saturday and I still wouldn't listen to you. There's just, I have Zero. I, I don't know what time zone we're in today. Tell me you work in sports without telling me. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not even just that, right? It just, it just, this was the least Saturday, Saturday I've ever been a part of. I don't even know what Saturdays are like now that I That's work in true, baseball. True. I have zero idea. Yeah. Like this morning, I always text my boyfriend. I hate bringing him into this because it's a podcast <laughs> about baseball, but I was like, it's 1030. Like you need to be at work right now. And he was in, and then he sends me a photo of like his bedroom and at like 1045, I'm like, I don't want to be this girlfriend, but like, 
you're going to lose a lot of hours at work. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I, re- and I literally looked at my phone. I just got to the gym and I thought it's Saturday. What does that mean? Exactly. Hmm. Wow. I'm just not paying attention. Yeah. He, obviously, he of course didn't care, but I called him like worried about yeah. him. Like he's missing work. So that's where I was. Yeah. I, I legit thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. You dropped a casual boyfriend and gym flex in one story. So oh, 100%. props to you on that. Yeah. One. Um, it was, it was, but yeah, it was, today was not a Saturday. It was like, not. you can't tell me otherwise. I will say, I don't think I got Saturday vibes when I bumped into you in the elevator, you were eating a bag of salad. Well, I, <laughs> the I best eating, salad in the world. I was eating the salad out of the bag. Like if it's a day that ends in Y, I'm probably eating something in the elevator yes. or like in any other room. In but the, the salad is brought to you by yours truly. Yeah. So you, I don't even actually remember the name of the salad right now. Taylor um, Farms. Th- oh, thank you. Taylor Farms. If you're out there, we're still waiting we on a sponsor. You, and we love the, love shred, the shred salad. The shred. It's the shredded Caesar. And they got the little like broken up crouton bits. But not full on crouton. It's a nice crunch. It's a nice it's crunch. A nice crunch. Um, it's not like a tooth breaking crunch either. And you put me onto the Taylor farm salad I did. and that's what I've been like going to the grocery but, like, store also, for ever you, since. You had that, that salad, you got boba, a boba. Oh, see, I was expecting at truck. Yeah. At the truck. At, so I went I to, at truck. At, at truck is where I prefer Follow me on Twitter at truck. <laughs> so I went to the food trucks because there's one called bun bao and they have like pork buns, beef buns, etc. My plan was just to eat the salad for today, but my plan is always to just eat a salad and it never ends that way. Rarely actually. Yeah. And I, I found out that there was boba at this truck and just, you know how much I love boba? Um, you're going to name your firstborn boba. Yes. And my second born bubble she, milk. She sleeps with a stuffed boba animal. That's actually a fact. That is factually correct. It's okay. I sleep with a blankie. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I love boba. And anytime it is in the general vicinity of the I'm Coliseum. sorry, did I call you? I shouldn't have called you out if that was a personal. Oh, no, no, that's yeah, yeah. not personal cool. at all. I would love everybody to know that fact yeah. about me. Um, it's true. Well, my sister gifted it to me. Yeah. It's not like I went out and bought a boba pillow that, sure. that I could snuggle with every night. Um, so, but since it's there, you know, yeah. why not, right? Um, so, <laughs> we, we outed, derailed a little bit. I outed you. Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. I, I want to be honest with everybody. Here. I feel like that's I smart. feel like we need to break down those walls and they're, every- they're honest with us. Let's be honest with them. Yeah. So I went to the truck, the food truck, um, with my bag, bag of salad yeah. that I had just like mixed up violently. Yes. And I honestly didn't even, re- this is an aside. I didn't know where I should shake the salad because there was really no like place yeah. that was appropriate to like, I was headed towards the bathroom and I was like, I probably shouldn't shake a salad in the bathroom. So I didn't. Um, and then I was at the elevator. I'm like, well, now I'm in the elevator shaking a Caesar salad awkwardly. We don't have a salad shaking room is what I'm trying to say at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, anyways, I get down to the food truck. There's a jalapeno beef oh. bun. Oh, damn. I had it. Oh, damn. Oh, one. you had it. I had it. And did you agree that it was a 10 out of 10 it delicious? So good. So good. I just love the way that Perfect they like, kick. They, and they're just adorable. They're so cute. You I want to like adopt little, them. Like, I, I really do. Like yeah. it just, they look like a Disney character that you're about to eat so fluffy and adorable yes yeah so I got that and I got the which is how I am sometimes if I don't work out (laughs) fluffy and adorable oh man so I uh yeah it was a great meal yeah had a great meal today Uh, and they were like super cheap too I really appreciate yeah they were two for like 13 bucks yeah 14 bucks yeah but you got a boba so yours is probably 80 dollars yeah (laughs) 
Boba, I swear, like per ounce is probably the most expensive thing next to printer ink and, and liquid eyeliner. I just, I don't understand why Boba's are seven something dollars. Uh, Liquid eyeliner is worth the price. Worth it. With our oily skin. Worth it. Totally worth it. Oh yeah. I got the Stilla too. Did I tell you about that? Oh, I got, I have the same one. I know. All right. Well, okay. Anyways, back to the, uh, to the rundown. I guess we'll do the actual podcast. Yeah. Um, so before the game, Martin Gallegos, of course he is the A's. Who's that? So let me just explain. So Martin Gallegos is the A's beat reporter for MLB.com. Okay. Yeah. I will introduce you one day. Oh, great. Um, And he is our (laughs) music savant. So anytime somebody gets a new walk-up song or a new warm-up song, Martin knows before the person who chooses it really. And we were told by Greg Korn, hashtag another name drop, um, who also took a photo with some corn today. J.D. McCauley, of course, had an ear of corn and Greg Corn took a photo with it. Cornographic imagery. It's a corn addict thing. To Cornographic do. imagery. Cornographic. And um, and we were told there is going to be a change in the song. Mm-hmm. And it was Stephen Vogt, who has had the same skillet song for quite a while. Oh, yeah, for a while. And so the, the song was Attention Span by Revolution. And it's a song that came out like 10 years ago. And I used to just like chill on the beach. My, an old boyfriend of mine used to play semi-professional baseball in Sandy, in San Diego. Yeah. And we would just chill, like, you know, the vibes and then watch baseball, sit on the beach in Pacific, Pacific beach. Yeah. The Pacific beach and in San Diego mm-hmm. and just chill. And that song just like makes me think of it. And revolution is also one of Nick Allen's songs. Oh, so I've never heard of it. I know there's people that are going to like get on me for that. Never heard of it. It sounded really familiar. Mm-hmm. It sounded very like sublime. It is sublime. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily. Sublime so I used to kind of be on the text chain that goes around between like PR and the production team to let us know when a player changes their walk-up song. Um, I'm no longer on that chain for whatever reason. It's fine. Like I don't need to get blasted on that. However, I don't know when a song has been changed and therefore I start announcing the batter and I have this like, oh crap moment if a different song plays than the oh, one that, that yeah. is happening in my head, right? Like every time I hear the Rihanna song, I know I'm about to announce Chad Pinder and it's just kind of like clockwork. Well, if that were to change for some reason, I probably like, you know, I just do a moment where I'm like, well, oh the game should God, stop. am I the, announcing the, game the wrong should, play? The game should stop. Well, but yeah life as we know it should cease yeah. to exist if he changes that walk-up song. I was thinking about that just because the walk-up Desperate, song uh, well, what is it called Desperate? No. yeah by Rihanna yeah but it's weird because I know we've had the walk-up song discussion and I'm so weird about music that if something's even a little bit off I make sure the song's different I make all this stuff and that's what happened I do believe there's a scenario that's happened in recent years where somebody may or may not have in the middle of their outing mm. a pitcher said i need a new warm-up song right now and they text the powers that be or somebody oh, texts the powers that be batters too yeah I think. so yeah. it's just kind of it's interesting how they do that and i think that that's so cool because music is so powerful that way um is it or is the song the reason you struck out your first three ab's could be minus well, like <laughs> you have so much little control you're right, you're in right. those scenarios might as well blame it on the music no you're right and i do i do appreciate blame it on the boogie as michael jackson said once where r.i.p um i i don't know if i would say like keep consistent with one song like either my entire career if i were an mlb yeah. player hypothetically um, I don't know if I would stay with that one song because then people would just recognize, oh, she's coming to bat right now. 
or if I would change it up because I would get like finicky about it and get, cause I'm very superstitious. You would hundred percent would change I'm it. I'm so be superstitious. And that's, but... but you're also like OCD about those things too. Like yeah. I can't mess with it, but but look at Bo Mel. Like he would change things up all the time because like, if it was an orange Gatorade day, it would better be blue tomorrow. If you yeah. was sitting in a certain spot and like I was on one side and Susan was on one side, we were switching spots yeah. or, you know, Cots is very chill about those things, but um, who else was like, the, oh, Gabe Kapler. Mm-hmm. He's very superstitious about those things yeah. and he changes it up. Like things yeah. change over time. Like Bomel liked, he did the, the candy thing forever where he had a certain type of candy first, third, fifth inning, seventh inning had to be green piece of candy. What? We're hitting. I have so, I, love, I, have I do so the same many. thing. If I have yeah. M&Ms by the way, or something like in the booth, I will have the green and yellow M&Ms. I'm not going to eat an orange one. God forbid, you know? Yeah. Um, I know that they're not different flavors, Yeah. but yeah, very superstitious in that way. And by the way, I would like to say, but Martin even, Gallegos, even when they're losing, you know, I don't know if it's better to eat the colors of the team or not eat them. What do you do with the rest them? of them? I put them aside. Somebody else eats them. I'm not going to throw them away. Yeah. I'm not going to throw away good candy. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I was going to say, I do appreciate Martin Gallegos, who I do know, by the way, very well and appreciate him. He's awesome. Um, I love that he always notices when we play like a song to troll the other team or yeah. something. So he's very on top of it with music in general. It's, and you know what? He will also type it and I never see him actually type. Mm. It's insane. Uh, conspiracy theory. Like he'll do, like, and I literally sit next to him. I'll just see him type or not type. I'll see the tweet pop up. I'm like, when did you do that? What are you trying to say, Jess? Has he been faking it this whole time? And somebody else writes for Does him? Does he have a ghostwriter? He's a ghostwriter. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we've name dropped him seven times. He hasn't isn't written one sentence this whole season. I know. <laughs> um, let's finish off on a national note. Mm-hmm. One Mr. Albert Pujols. Oh my God. Who, if you look at his baseball reference page, have you seen his, like how they pronounce the name? Go look at the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. It says Pujols. It says Pujols. Dash holes. Um, he hit both 691, <laughs> then 692 career home runs tonight. The 691 ones the, specifically against Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part was Madison Bumgarner knew the moment it left the bat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a nod to not only Albert Pujols, but Madison Bumgarner, because it's like, oh, you're a veteran guy. That's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, will he hit 700? He has to, right? Will he hit 700? Yeah, I think he will. He's like 407 years old, but I think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, the first homer off Mad Bum, I believe he passed Stan Musial for total bases um, overall. So that's I literally cool. don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool because it's like Cardinals. That's literally connection. like that's literally something you tell a guy to everyone prove, in you St. Know Louis. Sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, I swear I work in sports. Do you know how many bases? I'm going to put that on my Albert dating Pujols. profile. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know this fun fact about Stan Musial? Um, yeah, I feel like everybody in St. Louis cares. And I want our listeners in St. Louis to know that I care about them. Danny Wexelman All cares. one of them. Danny Wexelman. <laughs> there you go. She she cares. Um, Katie, I hope I didn't Katie, botch the stuff. And Katie Wu sometimes. Yeah, but you know, um, that second one. Oh my God. If you haven't yet, um, listen to the call. I did not. It's it's wild. But I believe that it. I listened place. to it after the game, obviously, because it's happening during the. A's You're game. so weird. I literally do not want to listen to any baseball when I'm driving home. All I, I have quick I pitch on it. right now. Like I. It's so weird. I have a problem. Get a life. I have. I have. Get a, a life. I'm addicted loser. to baseball. It's sad. It's pathetic. Um, but I love it. Uh, it's not sad and pathetic at all, by the way. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. I think that he will hit 700. I don't think he's going to get to like 762. Obviously, I know. I don't but, think he, I think he's done um, after this year for sure. Yeah. But then I maybe he could hit like 60 plus homers in the next week or so on the pace that he's rolling out right now. That's very true. Yeah. He's on one. And then he'll just like turn to dust. He's just, <laughs> just it looks like it hurts every time what? he swings. What did X you're so right. I saw him. Well, not well even every like, time he runs, not swings. Yeah. But, like yeah. when he swings, cause it's always like, as long as he can get to first and then yeah. get that, get that pinch runner in there. But um, I think he's doing this because he doesn't want to run anything out right now. He's just like, let me just hit tank. That's so funny. We played, when I was in Little League, we played ball with this guy named Kimo Borges. He's one of my best friends growing up. He hit the crap out of the ball, but hated running. And he straight up said, I don't want to run. I'm just going to hit bombs each Problem time. Problem solved. And I'm like, that's really Who cool. Who needs working knees? And I was like, that makes, a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols is the Kimo Borges of 2022. <laughs> you can quote her on that. Yeah. No one's going to know what the Honestly, hell you're chemo, talking about. Chemo, if you're listening, I've been trying to text you. I just want to make sure you're okay, man. <laughs> I really do. I still know your phone number by heart. want to make sure you're good. <laughs> Last I heard you were like an Ely is like a cop or something. I just want to make sure you're good. <laughs> Shout out to Reno. <laughs> Always shouting at Reno. Cool. Well, this was fun. Yes. I um, enjoyed this. I did as well, too. I oh, did. Thank you. Have a blast. Oh. I'm twirling my hair. Not that I'm nervous, <laughs> but... <laughs> We're, I, I should say we're drinking water tonight. We're it doesn't not, sound we're like, like we're you wouldn't sober. know it if you listened to the I last think, seven minutes. I think it was just one of those really good days. Yeah. You yeah. Know? We had to hydrate. It was, you know, we've got, we're beginning of a homestand. So like, don't worry. Yeah. We'll have something a little bit stronger than H2O next time. But maybe, well, maybe, maybe. Bacardi went 151 tomorrow. No. On fire. That's the first time I ever threw up was Bacardi 151. Every it's a, we heard Caraboulu and we're like, let's make that. Remember that? Tech I have nine no song? idea what words you just said. 151 rum, pineapple juice, and Malibu, Caribou, get them all up, <laughs> make baby girl. Okay, well, so okay. <laughs> I know we're gonna finish off with a nice little wrap. Um, but wonderful. Uh yeah, that's the rookie move that you make, like when you, you know, first drink or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, let's get whatever the highest, like, you know, percentage. Right. Is. That's what, like Horrible I, I was idea. on a Sailor Jerry's kick because I knew it was yeah. and I'm this big. I'm so skinny, guys. So small. So small and skinny. Did you so hear thin. she went to the gym today? I went to the gym today. Aren't I so skinny, Amelia? Yes, you are. When the wind I blows, can see you. when the bl- when the wind blows, Amelia's like, be careful. And yeah. she puts my little monkey backpack on me. A stiff wind will knock her down. I do want to put a monkey backpack on you though, so we don't lose you at you know places like stores. Oh my gosh, Costco! I could really get lost there. <laughs> Yank you back if lost, you start touching. Stuff. Lost emotionally and physically. <laughs> Sometimes I just like to skip. And God, exist. I love Costco. I do too. Oh. We actually have a run coming up. I feel. Yeah, let's cheers to Costco. Cheers. And- to Costco. To last call. To last call. And to walk off lens. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go, though. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. You can't, you can't say it twice in a row and then expect me to No, like, I want, I'm, I'm going to let you go. You have to let me let you go. Okay. <laughs> this is the last call. Last call. Last call. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.